in the morning when you need the news that matters most. We have a constitutional right to publish this story. We are the fourth estate and we will hold the powerful accountable. You need the front page. Wait, what's the fourth estate? Us, the press. And everyone knows that? On the press box. Because I feel like people always say the fourth estate, but they don't actually know what it means. I think everybody knows what it means. I thought the fourth estate was time. That's the fourth dimension. I thought the fourth estate was Georgia. With Graney and Bischoff. No, not state, a state. You thought I was saying we're the state of Georgia? Here's a fun message I got from a listener. John sent this to me. Um, he says, I've got David Roth vibes at the house today. He's getting a dishwasher delivered. Um, oh. But he also told me the dishwasher was lost for two weeks by Best Buy. Two weeks? Where did they? Where did the dishwasher where, go? Where did it go? <laughs> was it on the truck? I don't know. For two weeks? <laughs> So, apparently, getting a dishwasher is a very difficult process in all parts of the country. Did John say someone's going to put his in? Uh, I, do, I do not know the answer to that. He did say that it showed up without a front panel, though. Jeez. Supply so, chain issues, So, clearly. DB struggling. So, don't get a dishwasher, I think, is the moral of the story here. You're just going to have to wash it by hand. Yeah. One way or another, just wash it by hand. All right. The Raiders claimed Jerry Tillery off waivers. He was waived by the Chargers, was a former first-round pick. You know, they're, you know they're not very good if the only thing you can say about him is they were a former first-round pick. Um, he does have 10.5 sacks over three and a half seasons with the Chargers. He does have one sack this season. Oh, he would be... Tied for second, right? Tied for second. Yeah, a nobody, juggernaut. Nobody has more than one uh, outside of Max Crosby, obviously, because yeah. Chandler Jones is still at 0. 0.5. Um, his pro football focus grade is 61.4. That would be fourth best out of seven Raiders defensive tackles. He's an interior defensive lineman. A lot of guys wanted him. A lot of teams like were lined up. Teams yeah. putting wanted, a claim putting for the claim on him. And the Raiders got him because they're second in the waiver order because only the Texans have a worse record right now. <laughs> Um, so Jerry Tillery, I don't imagine this makes too much of a difference. Uh, maybe they get a little bit more production out of him, but it's ultimately a lost season at this point, and somebody's leftover, somebody else's garbage is probably not going to turn around a two and seventeen. But hey, they got somebody. Oh yeah, I have to press a button. Do, do, do. Step back one legged. What kind of shot is that? Have you ever shot that shot? Do you work on that shot? Wait. The Dodgers are supposedly bringing back Clayton Kershaw. According to Ken Rosenthal, that's the expected outcome. Um, another one-year deal? Is he ever going to retire? I I thought he was always going to Texas. That that must have been a rumor that he wanted to go home to Texas. No, I, I when he was healthy, and with Clayton, you always have to say when he's healthy, he was pretty good last year. So this doesn't surprise me. It won't be that much money. I think last year was a one-year deal for $8 million. Was it really only $8 million? I think it was only eight. Steal, even only if he doesn't. Eight. Steal. Yeah. For him? Justin Verlander's about to get $40 million. Really? Yeah. For one year? Two, he's probably going to get two years, $80 million. That's probably what he's going to get. It's that 35 energy. Jacob deGrom might get like 45 or $50 million if anybody trusts. Okay, so I messed healthy. up on that. My bad. Guess how much it was. One year deal. He was he was 34-year-old. And 18? He missed, huh? 18? 17. 17. <laughs> All right. Um, Dodgers are going to have the best odds to win the World Series. Or they do have the well, best odds to win the they? World it's, Series. Well, why wouldn't they? Yeah, it's freaking November. Are they going to? No, they're not going to win why the World not? Series. Why not? They got the best odds. Because the Astros with that pitching are going to win the World Series. Yeah, yeah, but the owner's going to ruin the team somehow or another. 
I don't think it's possible to ruin that team. It, I, it, it'll happen in like three years, but probably okay. not this next season. It won't happen the next season with that pitching. The Dodgers don't even have to play the Astros until the World Series. They can make it back to the World Series. I'm not saying they can't make it back. And then anything can happen in the World Series. They lost yeah, to the Dodgers. That's true. Philly won, two, Philly won two games. Right. Dodgers can win the World Series. Come on. Be optimistic over there. Clayton Kershaw. He'll probably get rocked <laughs> in the World Series. Dusty so. Tomei may will be back. Full force. Yeah, the big redhead. I'm a huge fan of his. Dusty May? Yeah, I love his pitching motion. Yeah, Dustin's a... Uh... That he's is good, one of the good. strangest things you've said outside of What do you of the, mean? Yeah, I that would leg not have, kick, I would the not knee. have projected Lindsey Brown to love a pitcher on the Dodgers because of the pitching motion. Well, and he, I think he his engagement photos, they were, he just like did a theme for it. And it's just it's a flaming red tomato. You hard not to root for a guy like Does, that. Don't you look at his motion and not be surprised he's had ACLs? Oh no, a hundred percent. I'm like, there's gonna be almost like preventative ACL surgery yes. because it's just it's such a <laughs> slingshot. But you know, he can throw that fire. Oh, uh, you know, I can't tell you that. The Seahawks want to give Geno Smith a contract extension. This is from Ian Rappaport. This was before they lost to the Buccaneers. Sources say the hope for the organization is that Smith is their quarterback into the future as well. He's a free agent after this season. Um, Would you give Geno Smith a contract extension? If Drew Locke was my only other choice, yes. He's not. (laughs) (laughs) That's the funny part about the story. The Seahawks also want to bring back Drew Drew Locke. Locke. And I can't figure out what their what obsession is. What is Pete Carroll seeing? He is Locke. obsessed with this guy. Every time he talks about him, he's like, we got a second yeah. starter. Yeah. We got two starters on this They team. like stability there. They've had the same backups for years. And I think by giving Gino an extension, you're further buying into whatever this team has been able to conjure up this season. What happens can... when they miss the playoffs? I Were they expected to make the playoffs? No, but if they miss exactly, it, so you... I think it's I think you're playing with house money at this point, right? But would you keep the quarterback around after yes. you miss the playoffs? I'd keep yeah, him absolutely. I wouldn't. You just no? like you. If there's failure, you're just like get away from me. I don't even want to see you in my eye line. Yeah, I, that, that's just you got to have something to build on. Here's Is that with Phil Kessel? Yeah. Yep. Bill Castle. Has been the numbers the tell season. me you should be away. He should be gone. So here's the thing with Geno Smith. If you're the Seahawks. You are not winning the Super Bowl with Geno Smith. Hmm. It's not happening. Does it? Do either of you look at, think they're winning the Super Bowl with Geno Smith as their quarterback? I think it's not out I mean, of the realm of possibility. I don't think they're winning the Super Bowl for a lot of reasons. Correct. So, no, Geno I mean, Smith. Not just this year. I mean, right. they signed him to a contract extended for four years. So, you get this year and the next four. Are they ever winning the Super Bowl with Geno Smith as their quarterback? But I guess they're going to be good enough to not get, unless they would make a move, not get one of those top quarterbacks. So, I guess it would depend on who else is out there in the, in the market, right? And their division, too, because you're going to have Trey Lance coming back in. You got Stafford there for a few more years. And, I mean, the Cardinals are imploding, so who cares what they're doing? But there's always the keeping up with the Joneses. But I, I invest in Geno. He's been there for a long time, and the team is all in on him. Gino's the best quarterback in that division right now. Um, How dare you speak of the Lord that way? But here's the thing. Gino Smith has played as well as more, better than anybody could have imagined this year, right? Mm-hmm. He's been one of the top 15 quarterbacks in the league. They're still not winning the Super Bowl with him. Committing to like a four-year extension for him is committing to mediocrity. You're basically saying our ceiling is nine and eight every single year. Or you're committing to consistency while we build up the rest of this roster. I don't want that. I want to be 2-15 and or 15-2. and Well, I agree with that. You don't want want to ever be in the middle because you're going to be picking, you know, keeping Geno Smith around. 15-20. They're a quarterback away, but you don't go out and get the quarterback you need all the time. 
Exactly. So give me Drew Locke. Build so up I can that go, defense. Give me Drew Locke instead so I can go 2-15. No, you got to get keep oh. people invested, and he's been there for a really long time. Drew Locke can sing rap lyrics on the sideline. He's fine. Daddy had a breakaway. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the best one. Oh, Emerson. Yeah. I like... Uh, have you ever taken that shot? Do you when, practice that shot? The best is at the end when he says win. Yeah. <laughs> the Nets have given Kyrie Irving six steps to complete before he can return. He got suspended for at least five games. It's already been five games since his suspension took place. Um, here are the six things Kyrie Irving has to do. Apologize and condemn the movie that he posted on his social media accounts. Make half a million dollars worth of donations to anti-hate causes. Take sensitivity training. Take anti-Semitism training. Meet with Anti-Defamation League and Jewish leaders. Meet with Joe Tsai to demonstrate an understanding of why his actions were wrong. Joe Tsai met with Kyrie Irving, and he said that he determined Kyrie is not anti-Semitic. So, good job there, Joe Tsai. It's official. Are those six steps important? Look, I don't know if they're important. I think he does them, and... And doesn't really think they're important. I think his view is they're not important, but if he wants to get back, he doesn't. He might do every one of these steps except apologize. Exactly. Because he's been yeah. given about 40 chances to apologize, and he still hasn't done it. It's genuinely disheartening to just be like, hey, man, we, all you have to do is come out against white supremacy yeah. and and you're back. You're back. You know, the people that hate you, too. You just have to basically do that and he's like nah I've got my third eye open yeah but then he would have to admit that he is wrong exactly and he's that's just not in the personality right now that's not who he is slightly off topic is something burning is it the heater um maybe I don't smell anything should we evacuate I typically smell (laughs) do we have to go Mike? Switch to national. Does anybody else <laughs> smell that? No. Yes. No. Are you having? Did this happen a few Ed, weeks ago? Did you smell it? Okay. Yes. Ed smells yes. it too. Yes. Uh oh. I'm not. Uh, why am I not smelling it? <laughs> okay, it's either so, we're on fire or someone's making bad Lin- coffee. Lin- yeah, Lindsay, you go. Oh God, did, the, the microwave. Did someone use the microwave? That, that's a ser- There's a sign on it. We're not supposed to use the microwave. Still. No. Is because, the stove working? Uh, no, the stove never works. Okay. We're the same that electrician as David there. Roth. Yeah. The the microwave literally caught on fire like uh, <laughs> two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, and our solution is put a sign on it and open some doors. Well, at least we have a backup one. I don't know where it is, but it does exist. It's in another building. Oh, okay. In case it makes. Oh yeah, fire. I know that one. Great microwave. I uh, what was the question again? I'm sorry, I just got. <laughs> All right, we didn't get to this yesterday, but the Mountain West over the weekend hired a new commissioner, Gloria Navarez. She was the commissioner of the WCC since 2018. Question for you. What's her number one goal as commissioner of the Mountain West? This is where I was interested, and I think I talked to you about her. We interviewed her, Clay and I interviewed her a few years ago. Really, really bright. Uh, You know, came off great. But my question back to you is this. And I was talking to someone yesterday about this. It's interesting they got someone from a from a league with no football. Oh, because I, I think, think because that. I think Good football point. is the main right. topic the of to conversation about. for every every conference in America right now. So, and look, if San Diego State gets a call day and it's from the Pac-12, they're walking there. Right. So she's not going to be able to 
keep them. And UNLV, the same thing. You know, they're walking right. there. WCC doesn't have football. I thought that was interesting. I don't know who the other... Uh, I know a couple of the other, not all of the other finalists. Um, one had a lot to do with football, but was not a part of college athletics. I just found it interesting. I found it interesting. Someone brought that up yesterday. He's like, oh, yeah, he doesn't come from a league with that football. Is, that was I fascinating. had not thought of that. Here's the thing for me, though. And this is like a bit of a defeatist attitude, but I've said it before about Craig Thompson. He was the commissioner. The number one goal of Gloria Navarez is to keep the conference together. Mm-hmm. But... I don't think she has any control over that. I don't think she can, no. like you said, she, she's not stopping any of these members from leaving for the Pac-12 or the Big 12. No. There's nothing nothing she can do she about can that. do. So, like, to me, her number one goal is, all right, keep the conference together. Because the other part is their new television deal is already signed. I can't remember how long it is, but it, she's not negotiating a new media deal for another seven, eight years or something like that. So, the number one thing is keep the conference together, but that she... She, she has no say in that. So her number one goal is something she has no control of. All right. I'm about to cough. <coughs> oh, boy. Okay. See, I was about to ask Ed, what, what's our grade on her hair? Because you, okay. typically, you typically judge uh, the Mountain West Commissioner by their hair. Oh, that's right. Here, Thompson. Uh, let me see here. <laughs> Google image A search. Minus. <laughs> No, all right. Yeah, fine. During a pandemic, <laughs> hey, hey, how did you get your hair done? Like, how did you get your hair done during the pandemic? And he's like, well, I, I don't want to get in trouble, but I have a friend who's a hairdresser. <laughs> <laughs> all right, coming up next, we'll see if I can get through this before my throat gives out. The Golden Knights play again tonight. Kessel comes in. He scores! Phil Kessel goes in consecutive games. Puts it off the blocker of Bennington and into the into the net, just inside the left post. Vegas takes a two to one lead. We're back to the press box with Grady and Bischoff. Golden Knights play again tonight. Coming off a loss, they got started with a nine game winning streak. Um, all right, here's something that maybe you guys talked about it when I was gone last week, but. The Henderson Silver Knights are really, really bad. Yeah, they're struggling a lot. Right and now. it, I think it helped the Golden Knights a lot because they put Laurent Brossois on his conditioning stint. And, and Laurent Brossois gave up like nine he goals. I Listen, I didn't watch any of it. He gave up nine goals in two games. I think that was actually good for the Silver Knights. It was probably like the two games they gave up the fewest goals. But his save percentage was 7-6-9. And I'm guessing... <gasps> That because he gave up so many goals in two games, other NHL teams were like, ah, we don't want to put in a waiver right. claim on him. Whereas if Laurent Brassois had gone to an AHL team and had like a nine, five, four save percentage and gave up two goals over two games, somebody probably claims him, right? Yeah. I don't, I don't know how much stock other NHL teams put into a couple AHL starts. Do you have to pick up the whole contract? Yes, if you claim him off waivers, and he you makes take just the whole over contract. two million dollars. Yeah, a he's year? two two point three. I think he's at. I mean, I think if he went down there, like you said, gave up one goal, someone would have claimed him. Maybe NHL teams don't put that much into AHL starts, but it certainly didn't help well, the Golden Knights that the Silver Knights are terrible, and Laurent Brossois gave up a bunch of goals when he was down there. No, did you? I mean, put him on waivers and put him down there for the for the rehab or whatever it was. How badly do you think they just wanted to end this and him be picked up? Mm. The Golden Knights? Yeah. So they want him. 
They do and they don't. You know, what, three, wait, three is a crowd, uh, crowded crease when it comes to this. And, and it's tough because Laurent Brassois is an NHL caliber goaltender. Like, he is. He's been in the league for years. He, he's not necessarily, like, starter caliber, but he's certainly um, a guy that belongs at that level. But when you have that disruption in terms of your play and then you have kind of a, a poor showing, even though it's not always your fault, I almost wonder if he would have played better that they wouldn't have put him on waivers. And then they're, you're looking to trade him. And so I, I think that was more. Yeah, the, had he given up one or two? Yeah, you have yeah. What then was out there exactly, for a trade? exactly. And, and you shop them differently, but it's like it's a good problem to have with goaltending depth wise. But it's also not because I'm guessing he can't be very happy about what's transpired. Well, sucks to suck. Uh, uh, yeah, this is, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. Don't don't, don't stink. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, thanks, this, coach. This is <laughs> this is to me this is best case scenario for the Golden Knights. They yeah. they have a legitimate backup goalie. In the AHL, mm-hmm. like if if one of Logan Thompson or Aiden Hill gets hurt, they're not going to oh this guy's never played an NHL game before and now he's our backup and we're going to have to play him whatever every fourth game or whatever they'd end up making that rotation. If one of Aiden Hill or Logan Thompson gets hurt, ah here comes Laurent Brossois. and very true. Like again, he's a whatever his career numbers. He's like not he's an average NHL goalie, right? He's nothing special, but. He's that's, capable. Right. That's great to have but as your number in the league three for a long goalie. time, right. like Lindsay yeah. said. Like, yeah. to me, this is best case scenario. Now, if he truly is bad, right, if, like, oh, he goes to Henderson, it's like, oh, he's not even the best goalie on the AHL team, then you got a lot of money committed to a guy who's not any good. But I don't believe that. He's played enough in the NHL that we kind of know that he's, yeah, all right, average NHL goalie. So he's, this is best case scenario. He gets lit up in Henderson. Nobody wants him. You get to keep him. And... The whole idea about having three goalies, he's not actually with Vegas. I almost wonder, though, if like I'm his agent and my client is trying to rehab back from an injury and you're sticking him on the AHL team to basically get shelled and scored on all the time on an expiring deal. Like, I want to get him out of there. Well, yeah. Because it's not going to be because he's just appreciating the value because not everybody's going to be able to read gold. Like, it's it's fascinating to me how scarce it is in the league where they have an understanding of the goalie position like honestly and and what goes into it goalies don't understand the goalie position you, trust me we do we just choose not to share our language because most <laughs> of the time people just say just cut them they're awful like send them down who cares they suck yeah, yeah. well how bad the silver knight's been for this guy or was it all him? It's no. It, they've had a really bad start to the year where it's they've they've missed a lot of op- opportunities like they've hit a lot of posts and then just some games they get into a barn burner and they're on the wrong side. Brian McCormick, who does the play-by-play on the radio and on TV, at one point has to do, like, what's positive? And he yeah. just did, like, a, uh, this is what's positive, brought to you by blah, blah, blah. Uh... Yeah, it's they were, like, real bad right now. 9-2. They are 3-10-0. Uh, they have... They're the, they're the worst team in the AHL. Right. The worst record in the entire AHL. Uh, their goal differential is minus 16 in 13 games. Jeez. Yeah. So yeah, no, they're bad. <laughs> yeah. That's what I mean. If I'm if I'm Brassois, I want to go at least play somewhere that has some competent people in front of me, so I can give myself the best chance possible to get Could my next good. contract. Oh yeah. Oh, the the big loser is Laurent Brassois. There's no doubt about it. He's the, the he has loser. to go down LB there and he has just to taking a, L's. Right. Yeah, he has to go down there and he has to play on a crappy team. He's yeah. the loser. No doubt about it. He's the loser in this scenario. Right. But for the team, for the Golden Knights, this is this is the best thing that could have happened. I guess maybe you could have traded him for a good pick, but I don't think anybody was giving up an actual good pick for Laurent Brossois. You'd have been talking about a 
fourth or fifth round pick. But yeah, or a forward, about a depth forward. Yes, yeah, so you can bench Phil Kessel. Good exactly. point. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe they could have packaged Brossois and Kessel Ooh. together. Oh. Just think of the first rounders that would have rolled in. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Got to trade Kessel while his value's high after these yeah. two goals. Right? Got to get him the yeah. thousand goals. game and just yeah, yeah. say, "See you later." It wouldn't be the first time this team did something when, like that. When does he get a thousand game? How close uh, is he? Th- it's Thursday. It's Thursday. Knock on okay. Wood. So they oh, it's Thursday. Yep. They can bench him by Thanksgiving. Technically, yes, okay. but yeah. it wouldn't. Recommend it. You wouldn't recommend I it. I wouldn't recommend right, it. Whatever. One thousand is Thursday. Yeah, wow. as long as he gets through today. Wow. Well, Every day is a blessing, people. By the way, benching Phil Kessel after he gets to a thousand games wouldn't even be like top five most. Like, You'll lose Phil Kessel. Like Phil Kessel done. hates everything except for playing hockey games. Like he could take or leave practice, everything else. Like that's the only thing that he is still around for. Okay, let's rank these. Oh, uh, trading a guy in an elevator. Uh, having a guy go out on the ice to tell his teammate, hey, buddy, you've been tr- traded. No, no, they waited for him to get off. They waited for Lindbergh to get off yeah. the ice, but he was taking, he was practicing <laughs> by himself after practice right. when he had already been traded. That was good. Yeah, that was, I think uh, that's my favorite I think they, I think he got to the locker room before they told him. Yeah, William, I, William Carlson's. William, yeah, Car- William, William Carlson, Carlson told him. him. Yeah, William yeah. Carlson told him. I think that's my favorite. That one's really good. I, I thought... Who was it that in the elevator? Brad Hunt. Brad Hunt. Brad Hunt. Brad Hunt. Right. They traded Brad Hunt. Yes, Brad Hunt. Super nice guy, too. Yeah. Um, uh, and then... Uh, everything that happened with Marc-Andre Fleury is phenomenal. That one's really good. No. I think my favorite part of it is Pete DeBoer calling it outside noise when There's Alan a... Walsh tweeted the sword picture. Yes. That picture, yes. that painting is like a top five what the hell moment in the NHL in the last 10 years. Easily. Oh, yeah. But, Easily. Oh, the sword? <laughs> yeah, the sword. Oh, yeah. And DeBoer, the martyrdom. It was yeah. amazing. DeBoer calling it outside noise. Oh. When it came, is the it one came it. from inside. Yeah. It's coming from came inside from the agent. house. Like, you can be like, oh, it's outside noise when it's like, oh, that's just the media. Like, we're outside noise about Josh McDaniels getting fired. Right? Oh. That's a that's a talking point in the media. The sword picture came from within. That wasn't like, oh, the yeah. media made yeah, this. They asked Flurry about it. He's just like, well, he's his own person. He's going to tweet out what he wants. <laughs> like, he didn't deny it to the, any degree. I still need someone. Someone to have the journal. They, they'd win a Pulitzer. Find out who painted the picture. It wasn't an actual <laughs> painting. That, well, just graphic design. Okay, Either but, way, they're an artist. They com- I like you think they commissioned somebody to I, paint it. Oh my God. Hand. Has anyone been to Alan Walsh? I would love if it, Alan Walsh is like. He's not answering calls from anybody in a Las Vegas area In the area lobby code. No. of his office. No. The, flurries, the way through. they treated Pacioretty too in the yeah. way out. Like he's not. No. None of his clients will come through here. Yeah. I guarantee it. All right. Coming up next. Charles McDonald joins the show. You know, I just don't got enough guys that are that are fully bought into that right now. And I, th- I don't think it's a, a buy-in. I don't think people are like, you know, F what he's talking about or, you know, I'm going against the grain. It's just about a matter of executing when it's time. It means a complete game. Every every minute of the game, giving it all you got. And it's, it's doing your job and, and, and making making the plays when, when you call on and when you get the opportunities. And we just don't do that at a high enough level right now. Live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas Studios, this is the Press Box with Grady and Bischoff. Joining us now, Charles McDonough. Follow him on Twitter at 4Verts. Read his work at Yahoo Sports. Uh, all right, Charles, you played some college football. You uh, talk about, write about the NFL. Could you coach an NFL team to a win against the Raiders? Sure. I mean... <laughs> 
Look, I, I feel like me and Jeff Saturday probably have similar coaching experience, you know, since time <laughs> in high school. Uh, I, I Look, if he can do it, I don't see why anyone else can't. I mean, if I, if I was Josh McDaniels, like, you don't even need to fire me. Like, I, I'm, I'll... I'll turn in my key card at the end of that game because I, I can't deal with the shame of losing to someone who, one, said, uh, one, who was on ESPN last week, and then two, tweeted that the Raiders are terrible, uh, which has to be an undeniably true fact after they <laughs> lost to Jeff Saturday on Sunday. I'm sorry, but uh, Justin Daniel, where's your pride? Don't come back to work. It's okay. We all understand. Is he... Smart enough, I assume we were. I was actually covering the game Sunday. I assumed watching him on the sidelines, he was a big cheerleader, uh, just kind of patting guys as they came off. Is he smart enough just to kind of let the coordinators handle it, or do you think Jeff Saturday, uh, starting this week or next, really wants to take an involved look at him making decisions? Well, I think if he wants to be the the long term head coach, he's going to have to get involved in making some decisions for the team. Uh, I, I mean, I think this week when you. <laughs> <laughs> when you come in on like a Monday and you know, the head coach and you haven't been there all season, there's really only so much you can do uh, outside of just kind of being a figurehead for a few days. But uh, now it's time for him to actually get to work in terms of organizing practices, organizing game plans, uh, you know, really getting involved on the day-to-day level of running the team. And I think now we're going to see <laughs> what the impact of, of Jeff Saturday really is because I, I find it hard to believe that he could, you know, come in and know the play that fast and, and get situated with everything. So, you know, I, I think for him it was uh, it was a nice setup for him to kind of come in and get that first win. One, you're playing against a team as, that is as bad as the Raiders. And two, uh, Jim Irsay lets you start the best quarterback on your roster, uh, which he previously <laughs> did not allow Frank Reich to do. So if I was Frank Reich, I definitely would have been a little upset, like, hey <laughs> – Maybe we could have figured a little bit better if we had Matt Ryan in the starting lineup instead of uh, Sam Ellinger. But, you know, Matt Ryan made uh, enough plays at the end of the game where you were able to come out and get a dub with your first game uh, with a get-up analysis as your head coach. <laughs> Would you rather be a fan of a team owned by Jim Ursay or a fan of a team owned by Mark Davis? Um, Jim Ursay, just because I know that, <laughs> I, I, I know that, like, the, the brand of, like, weird, crazy stuff that you're going to get is kind of stuff that you can laugh at instead of stuff that, like, really, really makes you angry. Like, I know the the, the Jeff Saturday stuff is is crazy, but I think that in conjunction with all the other decisions Ursa has made, like, you should be able to laugh at, like, a good part of this. But, you know, if you're, if you're a Raiders fan, like... There's nothing. There's nothing good or funny about <laughs> what's happening here. I mean, you, you started the season uh, to me like kind of hoping to, what you could you could do with the Vikings do right now, where you know maybe the roster isn't as good as you would like on a on an all around basis, but you're you're good enough at some key spots with some legit elite talent that maybe you can scrape by and win some games and get to the playoffs. Uh, yeah, that that's not happening. Uh, at two and two and seven. Uh, I I think it's pretty safe to say that the Raiders' season is over. Um, sure, like mathematically, they're still alive, but in order for them to make the playoffs, they would have to win out, which is pretty unlikely when you start off two and seven uh, and just lose to Jeff Saturday. So uh, I, I would definitely rather root for a team with Jim Irsay because at least I can look at Jim Irsay and say eh, I might like to party with that guy one time, uh, one time only. Uh, but with Mark Davis, eh, I'm good on that. No matter what he said yesterday in terms of the uh, what about McDaniel's and he's fantastic and this is who I hired and I like him and all that, 
Is there anything that could happen that he could move on? Two and fifteen. I mean, is there anything? Or because I, I don't think there is. I think he's coming back for sure. But do you think there's yeah. anything that could happen, record-wise, or you know, internally uh, that he might change his mind? I mean, record-wise, no. I don't think there's anything that that they can do, and anything that he can do to get fired. Because if you're going to come out and give a, a vote of confidence publicly after that game on Sunday, then I would imagine that he's going to be safe up until next year. And and I think like the real thing is. Uh, Mark Davis just settled with John Gruden on a rather large contract uh, that he signed not too long ago. So uh, I know that he's not, or maybe he's is still paying that off with settlement payments or whatever, but I don't think that Mark Davis is the owner that would get into the game of paying like three head coaches within a calendar year. Uh, that that doesn't really seem to be what, what he's about. So uh, I, I honestly think that the way that the John Gruden tobacco kind of ended for Mark Davis and the Raiders is why Josh McDaniels is going to end up being safe, uh, even though he he's like objectively doing a poor job with the group that he has with uh, it has in front of him. Is there another quarterback in the NFL that would have celebrated the late hit on the Eagles the same way Taylor Heineke did? Uh, I hope not, because that was disgusting, fraudulent, <laughs> and he should be ashamed of himself. No, it's funny that I went on the. Uh, on the Around the NFL podcast last night after the game, and I, one of the first thoughts I had was, can you believe how Taylor Heineke was <laughs> celebrating that after, at the end of the game? Like, come on, man. I, I know that it, it's an exciting moment for you. You know, you're on the road. You beat probably the best team uh, in the NFL uh, when, you know, they're, they're, they're pretty healthy for the most part. But I don't know. You, you didn't need to celebrate, like, by, by getting in – uh, that that game clinching first down on a uh, on a penalty like that it was, it was kind of lame, but I understand the excitement. Would you give Geno Smith an extension? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I I I think you know whether you would give him an extension or not. Like that has to be answered by now. Um, the question is like how much is it going to cost you because. Uh, obviously, you don't want to get into the game like <laughs> where you're paying Geno Smith like you know. Kyler Murray money or Josh Allen money, but uh, at the same time, like if you're Gino, you can't take one of these, you know, one year, twenty five million dollar contracts because you, you've you've kind of outplayed that uh, to this point. So, you know, I, I think if you're Gino, um, you're you're probably going to fight for something in like the the thirty to thirty three, thirty four million dollars per year range. But uh, I think if you're Seattle, it 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 absolutely makes sense to bring him back. Um, because the thing with quarterbacks now is like, you know, you talk about, let's say, a two-year, $62 million contract for, for Geno Smith, if that were what it's going to be after the season. That's, that's not really that much when you look at how much quarterbacks are making across the league. I'm talking about guys who are uh, on their second deals. And what makes Geno's contract interesting is, is that uh, you kind of have, like, this middle class of NFL veteran quarterbacks that – aren't making as much as the top guys, but are making a little bit more than the rookies. And now Geo Smith is kind of going to end up at the upper echelon of that. But uh, Seattle absolutely should bring him back. And I think even if you bring him back, it doesn't stop you from drafting a quarterback in the first round next year. Uh, you got two first-round picks. Uh, based on how the Broncos are performing, one of them is going to be pretty high. Uh, and, you know, if you want to get you know, creative with that, maybe trade down and try to draft someone like Anthony Richardson from Florida. Uh, someone who can sit on the bench for a few years, but still has all the physical talent you want from a quarterback prospect. 
uh, that would make a whole lot of sense. So, you know, I, I think Seattle, their their quarterback situation is really, it, it's looking really promising uh, in the immediate aftermath of Russell Wilson being traded because you have Geno Smith playing well, and you also have the ammo to get a quarterback of the future who doesn't have to be rushed to the spotlight next year. So uh, I, I would definitely be down to re-sign Geno. I, I feel like that decision's probably already been, already been made. It's just going to be how the financials work out. Uh, in college football, is Georgia about the cakewalk to a national championship? That's right. Go dogs. Uh, <laughs> about the cakewalk to a national championship. Got Kentucky and Georgia Tech to close out the season. Uh, that's going to be two more doves. And we got the blessing of all blessings. Uh, our, get You get locked in versus LSU in the SEC title game. Alabama's not going to be in the college football play, if it appears, unless some something absolutely wild happens. So, that was the only team I was afraid of. Bryce Young was the only player I'm afraid of. Uh, actually, no, that's not true. Marvin Harrison Jr. scares me, too. Wow. Uh, but at, at the same time, uh, I think this Georgia team is really good, and if they're not in the title game, that would be a major, major upset at this point because they're not really going to play anybody up to the standard until then. How old is Stetson Bennett? Is he 35 yet? Uh, I think he's 45. He's going to be running the hedge fund next <laughs> fall, but that's okay. He's got one more national title in him. No, no, he, he'll be a great like XFL or UFL football, whatever league is still oh, alive. Look, then look, he, he's he's gotten himself drafted. I think. Look, if if like Ian Book can get drafted, I, I don't really see why Stetson Bennett wouldn't either. Now, I'm not saying that like I would be super high on him, but I, we we know how the NFL thinks. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up getting drafted in like the third or fourth round in a few years. If a team was like, well, why did we do that? Yeah, well, he's Charles McDonald. He'll let us know how good George is the rest of the season. Uh, follow him on Twitter, at 4 Charles, as always, we appreciate Thanks, Charles. it. Thanks, Charles. All right, see ya. So there is Charles McDonald. Uh, we did not get the dial tone. Lindsay was quick enough to deny me that great joy of hearing the dial tone. That was great, and I didn't realize that I sounded like I was underwater for about 10 seconds, but we prevailed. We were underwater? I was. Oh, you were underwater. Yeah. What'd you do? No, yeah, I... You were just referring back to my hit yesterday, and I know that, like, when oh. I listened back, I was like, That was great. It, yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. I didn't realize that that happened. I'm I don't, sorry. We, I wasn't sure what happened either when you were underwater. I, I was on my headphones, and so I'm guessing it got, like, caught in my sweatshirt, my hair or something, but at least I, I got the <laughs> I got the good part of the, of the point that I made. So yeah. I put it on the IG. All right. We got tickets to give away. Two tickets to go see John Fogarty performing with his CCR and solo hits. Uh, tickets are for November 19th at the Encore Theater at the Win. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. If you want to go see John Fogarty on Saturday, be caller number nine right now at 702-364-1100. There was a ton of red ass, ton of disappointment, uh, a lot of anger, and, and that's, I think it, that, that points to the commitment, the desire to win. The connection. Um, so there's a lot said between a number of people. You know, and I love that. Conflict is good. So that's how you resolve. You're sitting in the press box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Follow them on Twitter at Ed Graney and Bischoff underscore Tyler. Congratulations to David. He won John Fogarty tickets. We have tickets to give away to go see Pink later in the show. So stay tuned for that. Also, you can win $15,000. Uh, ESPN Las Vegas and Aaron Taylor, the real estate guy. We are teaming up to give away 15000 bucks. Could be rent, your mortgage for an entire year. All you need to do is go to lvsportsnetwork.com today and enter for your chance to win $15,000. Must be 18 years or older to enter. Complete rules available at lvsportsnetwork.com.
All right, Jared. It's Yay. your segment. All right. So let's start off very uh, like quickly. I already tweeted at you guys about this. Do you guys want to go see Violent Night with me? I don't know what that is. But okay. No. Santa with answer. weapons. Literally, a a like group of people take a house hostage, and then Santa comes and kicks their ass, and it's in, it looks incredibly violent. Wait, Santa kicks the hostages' ass, no, or the, the people, people yeah, holding the, them hostage? The people holding them hostage. Oh. Everybody's on the naughty list though in that house, so he has to be really conflicted about it. Yeah. Do we know who plays Santa? David Harbour from Stranger Things. Oh, I like that guy. Yeah. But he yeah. plays Santa. He plays apparently a super violent Santa. And ho, the only reason ho, I'm excited ho. to see this <laughs> is because A, it reminds me of 80s action movies that I used to rent five for five from the video store. And also, this is the only concept that I've heard that's like, all right, well, at least it's original. Yeah. It's not a remake. It's like yeah. Kingsman it's vibes. You know how violent those those films with like Colin Firth were, where it's just like super violent, lots of weapons. It's like that, but with Santa. Why didn't I? Why when he said it did I think of The Purge? See, The Purge, I always thought it was more because you're a in a mood. Movie. Ed. Yeah, <laughs> this is this looks more like like Jean Claude Van Damme would have played Santa. 15 years ago, <laughs> and now you have the guy from Stranger Things. The Purge is like weirdly realistic. The Santa kicking ass is not really. <laughs> so is, yeah, group outing. Yeah. Is this, uh, <laughs> group outing. <laughs> does Santa still deliver the presents? I'm guessing this happens on Christmas. That's or We gotta this, watch the movie to find is, out. Or is this what Santa does in like July? I think this is, this is why you don't this is why you don't take hostages on Christmas. Because we've learned that Santa apparently is coming to free the innocent. <laughs> Well, no, I'm guessing Christmas is the right time to take the hostage because Santa's busy. I mean, he works one day a week or one day a year, right. so yeah. Don't do it any other day of the year, but because <laughs> he he's available. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fair enough. So uh, Tyler's a yes. I'm uh, a no. Uh, <laughs> Just answer that question for me after you watch it. Is uh, what? Can what we day get popcorn? Of the year does this Can we get a bunch of crunch? Yeah. Okay. I'm I mean, in. I'm in. Can we get the candy to mix in with the popcorn? Yeah. Yes. Oh, Ed, you put M and M's in there. Uh, no, he puts milk is it duds. Milk duds? Oh god, yeah, milk duds. I just milk got duds, extra butter. But I uh, what difference? Honest, They're I both be, chocolate. I gotta be honest. What with you, difference Lins. between milk duds and M and M's? Come on, Lens. Yeah, Raider game on Sunday. Mixed a little in. Yeah, M and M's. That's what you did, or that's what you intend to do? No, this I did. Oh, what do you think? I think that's pretty solid. I, right. I do it at the Knights games all the time. It's the best. All right. All right. Next question. I recently found out that I'm related to Don Beebe from the Buffalo Bills. Who is the most famous person you are tangentially related to? God. Nobody. There's not a famous Bischoff? Not even the guy from like WCW? There's not. No. Eric Bischoff is the most famous Bischoff, and he's not even that famous. Ed? Uh, Patsy Kelly, famous stage actress. (laughs) That one uh, one I did not. (laughs) So like a... Broadway or yes, Broadway famous stage actress did a lot, a uh, lot of movies. Uh, Patsy Kelly, Patsy, yeah, that's a that's that sounds a, like a 1930s name. That is a name that well, 1950s is because I always I immediately went yeah. Patsy Klein. So, which <laughs> we are getting real dated on this. Millie Bobby Brown, maybe Jalen Brown, maybe AJ Brown. I don't Are you know. Just which Browns? I mean, we're all one collective. <laughs> What's bad is based on location, it's probably been Brown yeah. on Friday. It's one of the most common names in the in the world. It's a great time. Am I supposed to know who Don Beebe is? I don't know what it is yes. either. Yeah. The Bills. 
What does that the mean? Bills. Yeah, what, what about <laughs> okay, them? Okay, did you never watch? Did you ever watch those like football? They they were on VHSs, but it was like blunders of the game, and like it would be somebody like fumbling the ball at the one yard line. One of the most famous ones is during a Super Bowl where the Bills were just getting absolutely crushed. Leon Lett is rolling down the field. Don Beebe takes the ball from him? He literally runs up. I know that highlight. I don't know who takes them. I don't know who forced the fumble on Leon Lett. Do you know who hit the sink or the error through Bill Buckner's legs? I feel like Ed would just because of... I don't remember that. Of course. You know Leon Lett. You know Bill Buckner. You don't know who was the fortunate one. Yeah, no, you know the guy who screwed up. You don't yeah. know who took the ball right. away from Leon Lett. You don't know who hit the ball between Bill right. Buckner's legs. It's irrelevant. Okay, no. but that's I, I, we're not going. Okay, we've got a we've got a we've got a stage actress, and we've got a guy who's the part of the highlight. No one. Oh, remembers. I have no idea who Patsy Kelly is. That's, we, that could Noah be. Noah Holmes, who is Jared. very hot right now on Netflix. So, don't. Jared, have you heard of Rosemary's Baby? Yeah. Okay, she was in that. That's pretty good. I think Ed's winning is. this right contest. There, right That's there. pretty good. <laughs> yeah, there she is. I think I think Ed's winning this contest. Patsy Kelly. Yeah. What year was she born, Ed? Nineteen ten. Oh come on, that's not real. That's, <laughs> it's not a real year. The world was Tyler like created in like the object permanence. The, the world was started like the nineteen seventies. Come on, everything before that. Uh, she passed away in eighty one. Oh. Rest in power. Nineteen yeah. ten. <laughs> passed away in eighty one. Jared, we were way off with our 1930s and 1950s names there. No, that's when, I mean, I would assume, no, I would not assume, but 30s and 40s is when she was probably at the height of the career. Well, I thought Rosemary's Baby came out in, like, the 70s. Well, she was in the the movie. I don't know what part she played. She was in the Twilight of her career. She was in it, yeah. Yeah. All right, final thing. We have about 40 seconds left. There was a man who ran a full marathon while chain-smoking. Are you going to do that? From Boston. What is the activity you guys think you could do quickly while indulging yourself in a vice? Whether that be coffee, sugar. Oh, what's my vice? Quickly? Quickly? I don't really want to do any exercise. trying to think. I think Dr. Pepper would be my vice. (laughs) You have to just the entire time be mainlining Dr. Pepper. I could not run a marathon while just chugging Dr. Pepper. No. I couldn't do that. It's too could much. Could play tennis, drinking nothing but diet Pepsi. <laughs> I, okay, I tennis. Think that's, yeah. I'm in on tennis. I think I could do tennis while, while you're drinking. Dr. While you're Pepper. checking Dr. Pepper, exactly. 